You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Hello and welcome to our cold service, but our last one of the year. And as we come to the end of 2022, it's natural to reflect, isn't it, on the year that's just been and to look forward to what lies in store in 2023. And as I was pondering what this end of year message was, and it took me quite a long time to come up with it, Nigel will tell you, I was prompted to think about the physical journeys that take place in the Christmas story and what we can learn from them. But before we get into all that, I want to tell you about a journey that we took quite recently and how God spoke to me through it. Well, We went to visit our daughter quite recently in Sheffield, and as we were coming back, we had set the sat-nav, because no one uses maps anymore, for the fastest route back. And as we got to Kings Lynn, we knew that we wanted to come via the A11 home, because we had promised Ellis a McDonald's as a treat, so we needed to come past Snetterton. So we came off, I don't know if you know Kings Lynn, there's a big set set of roundabouts, and we came down the A10, because we knew that that would be the right way to come home. The sat-nav, however, because we'd plugged in the fastest journey, wanted to take us down the A47 to Deerham. So anyway, we just ignored it and carried on. But as soon as we got to the first left-hand turning, the sat-nav said, take the next left. We're like, no, we don't want to, so we carried on. And this carried on, and the sat-nav kept saying to us, take the next left, take the next left, because she, because she is a she, was determined that we would go the fastest route, because that's what we had told her we wanted to do. She kept on and on for, but it was honestly about 15 minutes. We must have travelled six or seven, eight, nine miles by this time. At one point, she just said, just do a (laughs) U-turn. The next roundabout we got to, she said, please go all the way around and come back. And, you know, anyway, in the end, she gave up. She gave up because we were very determined. We were just going down the A10. We knew where we wanted to go and she gave up and she let us go on our way. Journeying with God can be like that at times. We can be like that sat-nav. We can be absolutely determined to go our own way. We want to go the fastest way. We want to go the way we believe is the best for us. We're programmed in. Our destination is in the computer. We are not prepared to deviate. We're just focused on our destination and not the journey we might have to take to get there. Whereas God will often try to gently steer us in the best direction. And it might not be the fastest route or even the shortest route or even the prettiest route. And it can sometimes be quite counter-intuitive. Well, what's all this got to do with Christmas? Well, Advent is a time for preparation. And I'm sure many of us here are already preparing ourselves for 2023. Maybe you've already got things planned in the diary to do. But often as we look forward to the future, it's quite helpful to look back to where we've come from and where we've been, to put our journeying into some kind of context. So this morning we're going to explore four different journeys that we find in the Christmas story, and we're going to unpack a little bit about what they teach us about where we've been, and also where we might be heading. 
Just to be clear, as I'm talking about journeys, I don't mean physical journeys. I'm thinking more spiritual, emotional journeys. So it's a bit of a metaphor this morning. And as we unpack each of the journeys, I want you to consider how it relates to maybe where you've already come from in your life or where you think you might be heading in the future or even where you are now. And for each journey, I want to highlight some good news, a challenge and something that I want you to remember. So journey number one. I'm going to read from Luke chapter two, verses one to seven. All these readings will be super familiar to you. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. So journey number one is a very familiar journey, which happens right at the beginning of the Christmas story. Mary and Joseph travelled from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. It was a journey of about 90 miles, and it probably would have taken them, let's say, four to six days-ish. I've called this journey the journey of obedience, because I don't think this is a journey they would have chosen to make. It was not good timing. Mary was heavily pregnant. Those of us in the room who have been pregnant will know that when you're about to give birth, you do not want to undertake a 90 day, four to six, 90 miles, sorry, four to six day journey, possibly walking, possibly on the back of a donkey. You just don't want to do it. The the pregnancy would have made the conditions quite risky. They knew that when they got to Bethlehem, there was not going to be a warm welcome for them. As far as we know, there was no family or anyone there who would welcome them, which is why they ended up in a stable. They were simply being obedient to the rules of the census. This was a tough journey for them to make. And I'm sure we've all had seasons in our lives when our journeying has been really tough. Maybe we've been thrown into circumstances we didn't choose, where the conditions and the timing were not ideal. Maybe our journeys have taken us through hostile, uncomfortable times and situations where we've had no idea how it was going to work out and what we'd find at the end of our season or circumstance, where we've doubted that it would end well, but we had no choice but to keep moving forwards, not really knowing what would happen as this particular life journey continued. And maybe these circumstances that you found yourself in have even come about because you were being obedient to God, which makes it feel like a double whammy. Because somehow we feel he should have been making things easier for us. There's good news. Because Mary and Journey, Mary and Journey, because Mary and Joseph were journeying in the will of God, he was never going to let this journey fail. Even though they found it tough 
exhausting and arduous. They may not have known it, they may not have felt it, but they were guaranteed to reach their destination, despite the hardships they faced along the way. A challenge. Maybe God is asking you to take this type of journey in 2023, a journey of obedience. Are you prepared to undertake it, even though you know it's going to be tough? Even though it's not necessarily somewhere you're looking forward to going or looking forward to doing. But you know it's the right thing, the time is right, and you know it's the right direction to travel in. I want you to remember, if you know that you are living obediently in God's will, then no matter how tough life gets, no matter how difficult your journey becomes, you can be assured that you will reach your destination, just as Mary and Joseph did. And you will fulfill your purpose. You won't necessarily arrive unscathed, but you will get there. Journey number two. Let me read from Matthew chapter two, verses one to 11. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they had heard the king, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So journey number two, the wise men travelled from the east, likely from the regions of ancient Babylon, a journey of around 900 miles. It would have taken them several months to make this journey. But their journey was one of excitement and anticipation. So I've called this the journey of adventure. They had seen some kind of celestial event involving a star, which they believed heralded the birth of the king of the Jews. And so they were prompted to journey to where they assumed they would find a king in Jerusalem, the the, um, home of King Herod. They set out knowing exactly where their destination was and how they were going to get there. And I expect they were excited about making this journey and meeting the new king at the end. They'd got gifts prepared for him. I imagine it was a journey conducted with high spirits and much enthusiasm. 
I wonder, have you ever started on a spiritual or emotional journey this way? Full of energy, a sense of adventure, so much zeal and with great hopes for the future. However, for all of their enthusiasm, the wise men still ended up in the wrong place. They made assumptions about their destination, which turned out to be wrong. The good news is that God has a way of getting us back on track, even when we end up in the wrong place. And sometimes guidance can come from unexpected places. In this case, it was Herod who went on to kill a whole load of baby boys. But he listened to the wise men. He did some research and he sent them to Bethlehem, which was where they should have been. He put them back on the right track. Even though Herod's motives were wrong, God still used him to get the wise men facing the right direction again. The wise men had started well. They'd made good plans for the journey. They were well prepared, but they made assumptions about where they were going to end up. And they ended up having to stop, to regroup, take stock. They looked at their original plan. They looked at some prophecies with Herod's help. And then they got going again in the correct direction. The challenge, are you excited about a journey that God is asking you to make in 2023? I hope so. Don't allow your initial excitement and enthusiasm to cloud your judgment about where you're heading. And don't be surprised if you end up in the wrong place. But I want you to remember, if you're sure your journey has started in good faith and in God's will, but you feel you've ended up in the wrong place, then take stock Go back to your original thoughts and ideas. Re-examine your motives for your journey because God always has a way of getting you back on track if you're sincere and you ask for guidance. Our journey of adventure. Journey number three. Very short reading. Matthew chapter two, one verse, verse 12. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So we're sticking with the wise men. They're now on their journey home. So having travelled around 900 miles to find Jesus, the wise men knew they were going home. So again, their destination is clear, but the route this time is full of unexpected twists and turns. It's not the one they were expecting to make. I've called this one the journey of diversions. I imagine this is a journey we can all relate to. We know where we're headed, but we're not sure how we're going to get there. The good news is their journey home may not have been the most direct route or even on the best or the easiest roads. And it may have felt like they were going the long way round. But because they had been guided by God, again, they could be sure that the route was the safest one, the one that would protect them from harm. By putting their trust in the directions given to them by God, 
They knew they were being protected from danger. When I took Oscar many years ago to an open day at Bath University, on the way home, what should have been approximately a four-hour journey, which is long enough, turned into about a six-hour journey because there were many accidents and blockages and all sorts of things on the way home. I was trusting my sat-nav, I love my sat-nav, and my sat-nav figured out that there were things in the way and my journey would be held up. So she took me all kinds of weird and wonderful ways. I have no idea, really, where I was. I know I went towards Oxford at one point and then down again to the M25, but I really don't know which direction I was going in. But I trusted my sat-nav and she got me home in the end. It was longer, it was more frustrating. I did swear quite a little (laughs) on the way. But I got there in the end. The challenge for this journey of diversions. Is God asking you to step out in faith on a route that you're unsure of? Maybe you believe God has something in mind for you. The destination is clear. The wise men knew that they needed to get home. Maybe God's asking you to start a new ministry or a project or a job or something else. But it feels like the route you're currently taking is not what you were expecting. Are you prepared to trust in God and go the long way round if necessary? And I want you to remember. Trust in God's wisdom for, for you, even though it seems like a crazy route and not at all direct. Trust in the process. Don't worry about the route, but know that you will reach your um, destination under God's protection and oversight. Our final journey. Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 15. When they had gone, that's the wise men, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. So journey number four, right at the end of the Christmas story, we're back with Mary and Joseph. And we see God giving another warning and urging Mary and Joseph to take, to to make another journey. I couldn't come up with a catchy title for this one. So this one's called The Journey of Heading in the Opposite Direction. Uh, It's not clear why Mary and Joseph were still in Bethlehem at this point, because it's likely that Jesus was a toddler. So I'm not sure why they stayed, but I imagine that they wanted to get back to their families at some point with their newborn. Instead, once the wise men had left, uh, the angel warned them to escape to Egypt. There was urgency about it. It says in our reading, um, Joseph had a dream, and then it says, so he got up. That implies that he had his dream, he woke up, and he immediately left. And he took um, Mary and Jesus to Egypt. He didn't have time to think about it. He only had time to trust and to act. 
And they ended up going in the opposite direction to the one that they probably really wanted to be traveling in, back to their families. I know I can relate to this journey. The good news is, God knew what he was doing in sending them in the opposite direction. Once again, he was protecting and shielding them from danger. How many times have we seen that in this Christmas story? God is protecting and shielding. I'm sure that this would have probably felt like a setback for Mary and Joseph. And maybe they didn't understand why God was sending them to Egypt. Why not send them to Nazareth or somewhere else in Israel, somewhere else that they could be safe from Herod? Why Egypt? But God was working in the background for Mary and Joseph, as he does for us today, to keep them safe. This was all part of his provision and his protection for that family. I expect we can all think of times in our lives when we felt we were going in the opposite direction to the one we had imagined. And maybe we couldn't see that it was all part of God's will. So here's the challenge. If you feel like your life is heading in the opposite direction to where you'd really like to be, are you prepared to relax into the journey and see where he takes you? This type of journey takes courage and heaps of faith. But I want you to remember God has your best interests at heart and he knows which route is going to get you to where you need to be to fulfill his purpose for you. So I wonder which of these travellers and journeys most resonates with you as you look back over 2022. Have you felt the going has been mostly tough maybe even risky, and you've been worried about how some of the problems you've encountered are going to be solved. Did you start the year with great excitement but end up somewhere unexpected? Did you know exactly where you were heading but have found yourself having to take various diversions along the way? Or maybe you wanted to travel in a particular direction in life, but you seem to be going in completely the opposite one. If you're like me, you can relate to all four of these journeys, sometimes more than one at the same time. And we've explored four journeys, and they all, on the face of it, seem quite negative or have negative elements about them. And it would be easy to be discouraged by that, but I don't want to leave you with discouragement. Because all, with all these journeys, God was clearly directing and guiding the travellers as they journeyed in his will and to fulfil his purpose. So as we begin to look forward to 2023 and all that lies in store for us, we can also be assured that if we are journeying in his will and in his purpose, he will also direct and guide us doesn't guarantee a trouble-free journey. We might feel like we're traveling the long way round, or the timing might feel wrong and inconvenient, or we might even feel like we're heading in the opposite direction to where we think 
we should be going. But every one of the Christmas travellers ended up in the right place eventually, having been kept safe and protected along the way. Looking back at my personal journey this year and also that of Authentic Church, it's been full of highs and lows and twists and turns, potholes, many diversions and a few welcome surprises along the way too. I wonder what my journey with God will look like in 2023 and I wonder what your journeys will look like too. I wonder what our journey as a church will look like and I'm looking forward to finding out. And my prayer as this message finishes this morning is that as we travel along the wide, smooth roads and the narrow, treacherous ones which we will inevitably be taken on, that we will remember that God kept the Christmas travellers safe and he will keep us safe also. Amen.